Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. And our guest today is Dr. Vanu Bose, who is the CEO of Vanu Inc. Vanu, welcome. Thank you, Dush. Happy to be here today. Wonderful. And uh, I understand you just came back from a visit to Africa. And uh, I think for our listeners, I should just say that uh, uh, Vanu Inc. is uh, specializes in using disruptive technology and disruptive business models to bring digital communications to people in rural and developing countries. So tell us about your trip to Africa first. Uh, that sounds really exciting. Uh, where did you go, and uh, what was the what was the purpose of your visit, and uh, what did you what did you achieve, and what did you learn there, and then we can dive deeper into your mission at uh, Vanu Inc. If that's okay with you. Sure, sure. Well, I've made several trips this year. Th- this one was probably uh, more mundane. It was primarily to go to the AfricaCom conference, which was located in Cape Town, which is the biggest okay. communications conference in Africa. 
Great. And um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about um, Vanu Inc. I mean, when you say disruptive technologies and business models, um, give us give us a sense of what that means. Yeah. So um, we're in the wireless infrastructure business, and it became clear to us that the biggest unaddressed market in wireless coverage are people in rural areas of developing markets, primarily Africa and India. Uh, there, there's about a billion people with no connectivity at all today and about three and a half billion people with no internet. But the reason that these people are unconnected is, is actually simple economics. In rural areas, you have less dense population. People can spend less per month on their cell phone, uh, typically uh, maybe a dollar a month. And then to make matters worse, it's more expensive to run these networks in rural areas because you're off-grid and you have to run off diesel. So you sure. could spend $4,000 a month on diesel fuel while your subscribers are paying a dollar a month. And we couldn't solve this just with technology. We had to combine innovative technology with a new business model to make a model that can cost-effectively serve people for a dollar a month. Okay. And so... Um, are you delivering these different business models through a service uh, in these areas, or are you um, are you looking at it yeah. in some other different way? Yes, our, our our business is called Coverage as a Service, and what it does is it combines technology and business model innovation in three ways to get 10x better economics to deliver coverage in rural areas. Uh, the first way is we had to get rid of diesel. It's expensive, it's bad for the environment, it's a big theft item. So we re-engineered, this was the technology piece, everything on the cell site, including the, the whole base station. A typical cell site takes about four kilowatts of power. Sure. Uh, for Our entire site takes 90 watts of power now. And at 90 watts, you can cost-effectively run off solar and batteries. So we eliminated diesel, eliminated the energy cost. Okay. The, the, the second piece is... If everybody builds their own network in rural, like carriers do every year, nobody's going to make money. So we created a wholesale business model. So we build and run a, a complete cellular network, but we have no subscribers. Instead, when each subscriber's carriers come into this otherwise uncovered area, the, the carrier pays us a few pennies for every minute or megabyte their customer uses. And then the third and final piece is the most interesting because we found it to be consistent across the globe. We've looked at rural areas in the U.S., in Africa, in India. And people in rural areas live in small towns and villages and otherwise within a couple of kilometers of some road. Now, in Rwanda, where we have a network, it's not a highway, it's not even a paved road in many cases, but everybody needs some kind of access. So we realized if we cover the roads in two kilometers on either side of the road, we cover all the places that people live, work, and commute. And if we get to all those places, people are pretty happy. But if we're only trying to cover two kilometers from a cell site, we don't need these tall 400-meter sites. We build 10-meter poles in Rwanda and put them about every four kilometers on the road, and it's much, much more cost-effective. So you combine solar, wholesale, small cell, and we have a model that we believe can profitably serve these areas where people can only spend $1 a month. That is fabulous. And so, what is the what is the level of acceptance you're finding to this this approach? 
uh, in all the different countries. I imagine uh, there's probably some vested interests that are probably not particularly delighted that you're, you're disrupting uh, the state of affairs. Uh, how, how does that go? Well, it's interesting. Um, it's not the vested interest that is the problem because we're very careful to only go into areas where no carrier has built coverage. Okay. Uh, and, you know, given the massive explosion of cellular, more than half the people in the world have cell phones today, if there's an area that can't be covered, it's because carriers can't do it profitably today. So right. another model is needed. Where we do get what I'll call resistance or barriers is in two areas. One, in some countries, the telecom legislation or rules are such that this model, like wholesale, is not allowed. Uh, but those rules are changing everywhere. In fact, in India, just last May, they, they redid a lot of the telecom regs, which allow most of this model to take place now. Uh, before that, it wasn't possible. Um, U.S., this was enabled a long time ago, and we actually have a network in Vermont providing coverage in rural areas. But perhaps the biggest uh, barrier in that sense is, or the one that took the longest time to change, was just the mindset. Because cellular, while it's been this massive explosion, there's really not a major difference in the way anyone builds a network. They all kind of build it the same way, all kind of use the same technology. And coming in with both new technology and new business model, it took a lot longer for us to work with the carriers and get them to understand it uh, and not think it was competitive than I anticipated. But luckily, we've crossed that barrier now in Rwanda, and, once, and we have nine carriers using the network in Vermont. And once we have some proof points, it's a lot easier to explain to the carriers in the next country. Right, and so uh, you're finding that once they get what you're trying to do, you can actually work in cooperation with them rather than as competition to them. A absolutely. In fact, we are only cooperative with them. The carriers are actually our customers. So if we're not doing something collaborative with them, it's not going to work. And, um, and I, you know, I think one of the problems is our model almost sounds too good to be true to them. We're not asking them to spend any capital. We're not asking them to pay any operational costs, but we've got the model down so that we can share the revenue with them and still make money. And I think it's just hard for them to believe up front because they couldn't build a network in their approach that would make money. So they, they got to figure that maybe we're missing something. But uh, now that we have a live network in Rwanda, we're actually proving it with real numbers and that will help a lot. Fantastic. And what about um, countries like India where you have uh, you know, giant corporations like Reliance, for example, uh, that are pretty set in their ways, I would imagine. Uh, do you find that they're open to your approach or are they, is the, is the resistance there um, somewhat harder to break through? What's, what's been your experience? Um, no, actually the opposite. So in the past, um, before we came up with this coverage as a service model, we would build and sell equipment to carriers. And Two of our largest customers are in India, Vodafone and Tata. And what I found in India as, as compared to the U.S., it's a, much, it's, a, it's a higher growth market. It's much more competitive with more carriers. They are willing to try new things much more so than the carriers in the U.S. and sure. in Europe. And so we actually had a lot of traction early there with the carriers. And the barrier there until recently had been regulatory, and now that's changed. So 
we expect India to take off next year. Uh, I, I don't see any barriers there at all. That is fantastic. That's great news. Um, do you see this cell penetration in rural India leading to greater broadband uh, usage in India, internet access and, and usage? Yeah, I mean, as you well know, I'm sure that internet access in India is far lagging uh, other countries and the cellular penetration. Uh, and I do see it uh, as increasing. I, th I think a key thing, though, is, you know, a lot of people are focused on let's build broadband or 4G to, to these rural areas. But when you look at what people have in the rural areas, it's pretty much a GSM cell phone. Right. Uh, for a number of reasons. The phone's cheaper, the, the plants are cheaper, and I think a very underestimated factor is the battery life of GSM flip phones can be two or three days. And if you're in an area without reliable power, that's really important. Right. So everyone's on-ramp to the internet in these areas is going to be a 2G cell phone. So we have to make the internet work well for them on that so they have a good experience and they see value in stepping up to be at Wi-Fi or 3G or 4G in the future. But we, so we're very focused on making sure we build a good on-ramp to the information superhighway uh, rather than lead with the highway. We can follow sure. with the highway. Got it. Yeah, that is that is pretty savvy. Um, now, having, having, you know, created this, this technology and this opportunity to bring you know, access to a lot of people that might not otherwise have had access to telephony even. I'm sure you've come across a lot of learnings. What are some of the interesting learnings that you've encountered uh, in your journey so far? Do not stereotype or underestimate people in rural areas. They are as inventive and as desiring of communications as anyone else. One of my favorite stories actually came from the former CEO of Airtel in India. And I was met with him talking about rural coverage. And he said, you know, initially when they rolled out cellular, they didn't expect much data usage in the very poor, very illiterate areas. They figured if you're illiterate, you know, well, how much data you're going to use. And he said their network in Bihar, which is, as you know, one of the poorest states in India and, and very high illiteracy, turns out to be one of the highest in data usage. And what he said to me, I'll never forget, he said, you don't need to be literate to point and click to download Bollywood film trailers and cricket highlights. And, <laughs> That's a good point. And the message I took away from that is, look, a lot of people think of rural like, oh, the internet can bring e-health and e-governance and, and all these things. No, they want the same things we do. They want to see their sports highlights. They want entertainment. They want news. And they have the appetite for the same thing. And the most important thing is it's very clear, and there's a lot of studies that show, once you bring connectivity to an area, the earning potential of the individuals, and the, in fact, the entire village goes up, and then they can afford the phone. So it's a little bit of chicken and egg, but if you bring it, then they can afford it. That is cool. That, that is a very interesting learning. And I suppose, you know, we could apply that to just about anything where, you know, often manufacturers and marketers try to try to address rural areas with sort of a dumbed down version of what might be uh, being consumed in, you know, the more advanced right. locations. But in fact, as you say, what they're looking for is pretty much the same thing, entertainment and information. Um, and and a way to get that to them is probably the best way to do it. Yep. Um, 
So that's that's really illuminating. Um, you know, a lot of our guests, you know, I, I usually like to get to talk, get uh, them to talk about, you know, some of the mistakes they've made or uh, advice they would have given to their younger selves. So <laughs> if you were to encounter uh, an 18-year-old Vanu uh, today, uh, what advice would you give him? Well, it, the worst thing is I actually got that advice and I ignored it. <laughs> so my advice would be listen to it. And it's something that my dad told me. He said, you know, when you start out, you have an idea, technology, we had some patents. And he said, you think you know what you're going to do. He said, but what you do and what actually makes you successful will probably be something very different. And I think uh, had I embraced that early on and been willing to change and adapt and move on more quickly, uh, we would have achieved success sooner. That's great. And then, you know, you you come by that advice, uh, you know, honestly, because your last name is synonymous with <laughs> sound systems and, uh, you know, noise canceling headphones and all manner of good things, and you come from a uh, an illustrious and uh, technological family, so that is good advice indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so tell me, Vanu, what's what's exciting? What's what's next on the horizon for you? Well, next is an exciting growth phase, right? We we have a a live network in Rwanda. We're starting one in India. We can from pretty darn close to connecting a billion people just on in those two regions, in Africa and India. So the exciting part now is that we're, we've proven a lot of the model, we have operating systems, and it's now about growth. It's about expanding into other countries. Once we have some proven working networks, it opens up different kinds of capital with, with much larger sources of capital to grow and expand. So the next couple of years is, is, is all about growth and expansion, and that's really exciting. Well, what I tell people, our, our business plan in a nutshell is there, there's a billion people in the world without connectivity, but they can only spend a dollar a month. We think we've, we have a model that can serve them for 80 cents a month, so I should be able to have a billion dollar a month business with a 20% profit margin. And that's what we're going after. <laughs> that is cool. That's excellent. So, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to a different uh, different area. Um, now, you went to MIT. Your dad went to MIT. Um, so, education uh, is is prized uh, in in your family. For sure. It, yeah, as it is in most most Indian families. Correct. Um, but you know there is there is a school of thought a lot of people a lot of people talk about which is that um, you know education especially you know university education doesn't really teach you very much all you need is the is the grit and determination to get out there and you know make your mark on the world so we're going to take a short break stay tuned don't go away stay tuned for more of the entrepreneur effect when we return. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Learning how to monetize your domains, zero dollars. Listening to affiliate marketing tips on your iPod, zero dollars. Getting the latest search news on your cell phone, zero dollars. Listening to Dave N. talk about garlic breath, well, worthless. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And we're back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And our guest today is Garrett Gunderson, who's the founder of Wealth Factory. So, Garrett, we were talking about Wealth Capture Account, which right. then allows you to, you know, live life comfortably without necessarily having to scrimp and save and budget and things like that. Um, and that was one of the single most effective pieces of advice uh, that I've ever heard on financial matters, uh, especially as it relates to entrepreneurs. Now, just a point of clarification, when you say 18%, do you mean 18% of the company's revenue or do you mean 18% of the money the entrepreneur takes out as either salary or dividend or whatever? See, that's another way that we just create contrast. We scare the crap out of everybody when we say 18%, but it's of their personal income, not the business income. Okay. And yeah, because that would be, you know, some businesses don't have an 18% margin. So we would be, you know, that'd be <laughs> nearly impossible. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked because most people have that question. Um, but there's a reason for 18%. 3% is just because taxes are good, you know, potentially v- variable over time. And, you know, we're at a historically low time right now because the top average since 1913 is 61.7%. 3% for inflation because that you know erodes our purchasing power. 3% for technological change because, hey, we're on a podcast right now. That's a technology that didn't exist in the past. So I've got my Yeti microphone and you know laptop computer and all these kind of things that we're now buying. 3% for planned obsolescence because some things break and you have to replace them. And another 3% for propensity to consume which is easier said this way, Dush. A luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. <laughs> so I don't want people to live a lower lifestyle in the future when they get the tastes of a better part of life. And so that's 15%. The last 3% is unique because I would actually recommend people set up one more account and call it a living wealthy account. And if you've hit your 15%, 
Then allocate another 3% on top of that to you personally that you get to spend however you want. Yes, guilt-free spending, value-based spending. What do you want to spend it on? You're rewarding yourself for making great choices, doing good things, not just doing a you know deferral, not just waiting. And here's the last big piece of this. This creates automated savings. Unfortunately, people have gotten into automated investing. We've been taught that we should invest early, always, often, uh, you know, never stop. And the problem is if we did that in marketing, we always want to measure the results and split test. But why aren't people doing that financially? That's why we want you to automate your savings. And then when you have enough cash, you could deliberately choose where to invest. And for many of you, that might be right back into your business. That's a perfectly acceptable place because our businesses a lot of times can get really big returns that the stock market could never touch. Right, exactly. And and when you when you invest in your business, you're betting on yourself versus some money manager sitting somewhere that you've never seen. You don't know what his priorities are. You don't know what his investment style is. And, you know, frankly, who would you rather bet on? I would rather bet on myself than on somebody I don't know. So you're exactly right there. Yeah, so, yeah I, that reminds me of a story that I'll just briefly tell. Please do tell. There's a, there was a, a biography on the Disney brothers. So Roy yep. was, was talking and they were sharing letters where during the depression, he was writing home to his uh, parents and saying, well, Walt and I are going to invest in this studio. And he says, I guess we're going to do what other people are going to have to learn, which is if we're going to gamble, we're going to bet on ourselves. Everyone else is learning that there's this big gambling machine that's called the stock market. They have no idea how it works at least we have a, a good chance because we're in charge. And I just love that philosophy about what Disney became. What an investment, right? During the Great Depression. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that is a great point. That's a wonderful story. Now, in the last segment, you raise another very interesting point, which I'm sure perked up a lot of ears uh, amongst our audience. And that was, you said, entrepreneurs tend to overpay on taxes. Now, Again, this is another pet peeve of most entrepreneurs. Everybody feels like they're paying too much uh, by way of income taxes and sales taxes and all kinds of other taxes. But nobody has a really good idea. Uh, and there's a lot of fear and you know uncertainty surrounding that. There's also the fear of, you know, being audited and you know having to you know explain yourself and so on and so forth and at the very worst you know being indicted for cheating on your taxes so what are what are from your experience what are some very simple ways entrepreneurs can make sure that they're not paying too much in taxes okay three ways the first way is it's about being proactive so every quarter once a quarter, before you pay your quarterlies, you meet with your tax team, assuming you have one. If you don't, the most important piece of your tax team, having a good bookkeeper so that you're getting the data to your tax professionals, a CPA that's dealing with tax strategy, and if you're a multi-million dollar business, even adding a tax attorney to that. This year, I'm actually meeting with them every month because I'm doing a pretty big strategy that could save a ton of money, and we're just doing all the research and investigation, and I'm having a good year, so we're making sure to be really proactive. Far too many people are reactive. Now, in being proactive, let me give you a specific strategy. If you haven't been meeting with your team, I would highly recommend getting a different set of accounting eyes to look at your last three years' taxes because if you've overpaid, you can have the IRS write you a check rather than you writing them a check. 
The biggest one we've ever seen with one of our clients was $457,000. One of the smallest ones was $951. Even me, in 2006, I had two business partners die in a plane crash. I didn't meet with my accounting team. I didn't get them the data I was supposed to. I overpaid my taxes, $54,000. And in 2008, I got that money back because I went back into the system. So being proactive, talking to them about tax strategy, and making sure that you have a team. Part of that team might even include an engineer if you own your own building because you could do something called cost segregation, which allows you to take a more accelerated rate of depreciation on a commercial building and get the advantages now. So that's part one. Part two is you want to look at every expense, and if it relates to your business, turn that expense into a tax deduction. You know, if you're, a, if you're a incorporated, you have a lot lower chance of being audited. If you're a sole proprietor, you have a 400% higher chance. But if you're incorporated, the IRS says most business owners don't take advantage of all their deductions. Let me give some examples. If you have kids and you can pay them, that could become tax deductible to your business, but tax-free income to them. If you're hosting anything at your home, the Augusta rule lets you rent that home out 14 days a year to your business, write it off in the business. It doesn't count as personal income. Um, if you, you know, have a home office, you can write that off. If you, uh, you know, like have a specific uniform when you're on camera, uh, that's the only time you are in it, you can write that off. I mean, there's so many things that most business owners don't write off. And the key is documentation, just being documented of how it related to the business. That's part two. And then part three is probably one of the biggest ones. It's to reclassify income. Reclassification of income can mean, okay, you want to pay yourself distributions, and not salary only because that distribution can avoid self-employment tax. Or if you can get investment income, that's 1099 or 1098 income instead of W-2, that's going to lower your taxes. If you can move to capital gains instead of ordinary income, that might cut it in half. And there's so many different ways to do all of these things that I'm talking about. But most entrepreneurs don't know how to do it or they have an accounting team that says they're conservative, which means antiquated, outdated, not doing a good job and having you overpay tax or they don't have a team at all, or they're just not in communication with that team. So it is a big number when we look at the amount that, that uh, people are overpaying the government. Wow, those are, those are three great strategies. Um, we just have two minutes to go before uh, we, we have to end this segment. So very quickly, um, another favorite area for entrepreneurs and business owners uh, is vehicles. Um, so what is your view on, uh, company owned or company leased vehicles? Is that a good strategy or a bad strategy? I mean, some people say it's, it's a, it's a terrible strategy because you end up paying tax on the, on the benefit of, of the vehicle. Uh, others say it's a good strategy. What would you suggest? Well, you have a limit. If you buy a vehicle, sometimes you have a limitation on how much you can write off where it gets phased out, where typically if you lease a vehicle, you can write off the entire payment. One of the one of the considerations, though, is if you're buying a vehicle in the business's name, that might mean that you end up paying for business insurance, like commercial type insurance for your car insurance, rather than individual, and that's going to raise the rates quite a bit. So I like to typically buy the car individually and then business, or have the business an LLC and communicate with the with the main business. So I do like to write off my vehicles. Um, uh, with the business and there's a way to kind of avoid some of that, you know, big benefit coming back. I've seen people that buy exotic cars. So they create a exotic car rental pool or company with other people. And now they actually could start writing that off 
because it becomes a business. Um, so there's there's so many different ways to slice up this pie. Um, it really depends on you know who you're working with and uh, what they really know about your situation to do it right. Garrett, thank you so much for your time. This has been hugely valuable to our audience, and I appreciate it very much. Well, and let's see if we can help you get to that number of, what did you say, 10 million entrepreneurs? <laughs> One million, man. You, you just 10 times me. Now maybe I got to go to 10 million now. I think you got to go to 10 million. Why stop yeah. at one? Yeah. So uh, I, can't, I, I hope that we get to hang out in Camp Maverick again this year. My wife and That's I had the best time with you and your wife. That was so much fun. Excellent. Let's do it. Thank you, Garrett. Appreciate your time. Take care. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old school greats and new school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.